Our reading today comes from the book of James, chapter 2, uh, from verse 1 to 13. Uh, in the church Bible is page uh, 1,213. And Nathan will start, we will sprint. Nathan will read from verse 1 to 5, and I continue. Uh, yeah. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring and fire clothes, and a poor man in filthy old clothes also comes in. If you also show special attention to the man wearing five clothes and say, here's a good seat for you, but to say to the poor man, you stand there or sit on the floor by meat, have you not dis- discriminated on, among yourselves and become judges with evil thoughts? Listen, my dear brothers and sisters, has not God chosen those who are poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and to inherit the kingdom. He promised those who love him. But you have dishonored the poor. Is it not the rich who are exploiting you? Are they not the ones who, who are dragging you into the court? Are they not the ones who are blaspheming the noble names of him to, to, the, to whom you belong? If you really keep the royal law found in scripture, love your neighbors as yourself, you are doing right. But if you show favoritism, you sin and are, con- you sin and are convinced by the law as law breakers. For whoever keeps the, lo- the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all the all of it. For he who said, you shall not commit adultery, also said, you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery, but do commit murder, you have become lawbreaker. Speak and act as those who are going to be judged by the law, by the law that gives freedom because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. Mercy triumph over judgment. Did you know it's possible to be part of a church and really, really love it? It's possible to really, really love being part of church. Last week, we were thinking about belonging. This week, we're thinking about welcoming and this is all part of our series of loving church. And you might have actually picked up that our theme today is about welcoming from our Bible passage. You, um, it was, I mean, I think the message is pretty straightforward. It says, don't show favoritism. What does it mean? What does favoritism mean? That's a bit of a long word. Does anyone know what it means, favoritism? Anyone had any ideas? Well, it means don't, showing favorites. Yeah, it means don't have favorites. Don't treat the people that you do like better than the people that you don't like. And actually, we saw it right there in James chapter 2. If you've got your Bible open still, have a look. We saw it right there. It's in verses, verses 1 to 4. Don't show favoritism. 
Grab a Bible and I'll read it again for us. It says this. My brothers and sisters, believers in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ must not show favoritism. Suppose a man comes into your meeting wearing a gold ring. Oh, hello. (laughs) You're late. Don't worry, it's fine. Come come forward. Oh, hi. Hi, both of you. Wow. You, sir, are looking very fine. Can I give you a special seat just here for me? This, this is just for you. I received it, reserved it just for you. <laughs> Ex- oh, oh dear. Mm. Uh, actually, can, no, don't sit there, sir. Sorry. Can you, can you come over here and sit on the floor by my feet here? I certainly don't like those shoes and I don't want to see them. Thank you. Just sit on the floor. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? That's ridiculous. I, w- I would never do that. But that's kind of what James is saying in the passage, isn't it? He's saying people are showing favoritism. People are showing favoritism. And actually, if we're honest, if we're really honest, it's what we do sometimes too. I know it's what I do sometimes. Who do I always sit next to at church? Or who do I talk to at church? Do I talk to people who are like me? Or do I talk to people who like me? Do I show favoritism? towards people that I want them to like me. Or perhaps, perhaps I avoid people across the room when I'm heading for coffee. I'm ashamed to say it, but I've done that. I've done that. And I'm guessing, actually, you're probably a bit like me too. We might show favoritism towards people because of how much money they have. Or maybe we show favoritism because of their skin color, or how popular they are, or how smart they seem, or how old they are. But God says, God says, don't show favoritism. We saw it there in James chapter 2. Don't show favoritism. But why? Why do we do it? Why do we, why do we show favoritism? Well, I think we just want people to like us, don't we? We want the popular people or the powerful people to like us. I used to go to a different church, not this church. I used to go to a different church. And at that church, there was someone who was, uh, who was on the telly, on the TV. He used to go to that church as well. And you'd hear people whispering, say, oh, oh, have you been to their house for lunch? Oh, 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 have you been to so-and-so's house? They're on the telly. But they wouldn't say that about someone who, who wasn't on TV. It was a bit sad, to be honest. God says, don't show favoritism like that. Don't show favoritism. And actually, you see in the next verses in James, actually showing favoritism is, is a lot more serious than we think. Have a think about it. If someone commits a crime and they break the law, what happens to that person? Well, they should, get, they should get arrested, shouldn't they? And they should pay, face the punishment for the crime. And James explains, actually, breaking just one, just one of God's laws means that you're a lawbreaker. And lawbreakers, well, they deserve to face judgment of God's law. Even just breaking one law. Let me show you what I mean. Let me show you what I mean. Here, over here, is my dartboard. Anyone want to throw a dart on my dartboard? Who wants to throw a dart on my dartboard? Anyone? Anyone good at darts? Over here, yes. See what number you can hit. Give it a go. Bang, bounced off, have a go. <laughs> Try again. Grab it, grab it, grab it. See what number you can hit on the dartboard. Nice, it's a 16, well done. Where's that dart over here? Don't worry about it, I've got it. Did anyone see the other day, 
Uh, did you see the greatest leg of darts a couple of weeks ago? Did anyone see a video of the greatest leg, leg of darts? Anyone see that? One person saw it. Great. You should go and watch it. Not for the darts, just for the commentary. I mean, the commentary alone is amazing. There's these two guys, and they're, they're going at it, playing darts. Uh, what's the highest score? But, you know, anyone know what the highest score you can get in darts? <laughs> 180, yes. So these two guys, they're going for it. They hit the first guy, steps up to the plate. Triple 20 is looking good. Bang! Throws another one. He does it again. Triple 20 is looking good. Bosh! He gets it. 180, they shout. Amazing. The second guy is not, he's having none of it. He steps up. Bang! 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 He gets it as well. 180. It's amazing. My, my mind is being blown by the darts that I'm seeing here. First guy steps up again. Bosh! He does it again. Another perfect three darts. The second guy, in response, what does he do? Bang, bang, bang. Another 180. It's amazing. It's looking good. Okay, the, the last guy, the first guy, he's got his last three darts. If he gets these three, he's going to win. First one, bosh. Triple 20. It's looking good. Next one, bosh. Triple 20. What does he need to win? Well, he needs a double 12, which is up here. He goes for it. He lines it up. He throws it. Oh, he misses by that much. The first guy's devastated. He could have, he could have had it, but he missed, he missed by that much. Honestly, it's not much at all. So the second guy, he composes himself. He steps up to the hockey. First one, bosh. He gets it. And another. And then what does he do? He nails it. Double 12. And he wins! Yes! A round of applause. He wins, exactly. But the first guy was devastated. He missed. He missed the mark by just that much. If he'd hit, he would have won, but he didn't. He missed just a little bit. Now, why am I telling you about all? <laughs> why am I telling you about the greatest leg of darts? Well, I think it's a little bit like what James is describing in, his, in this passage. Have a look at verse 10 again. Do you see verse 10? It says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. Breaking just one law makes us lawbreakers. Like that darts player. That darts player hit all the darts except the last one. And that meant he didn't win, just because he missed the mark by a little bit. Now, favoritism, we're thinking about favoritism. Favoritism is a sin. It's law-breaking. James tells us that in verse 9. Do you see verse 9? It says, but if you show favoritism, you sin and are convicted by the law as lawbreakers. This is serious stuff. Favoritism is serious, serious stuff. God says to us, don't show favoritism. Don't show favoritism. Okay, okay, we get it. We get it. Don't show favoritism. But what are we supposed to do then? Well, don't show favoritism. Instead, welcome everyone. Welcome everyone. Take a look at the last sentence, last sentence of the passage. The last sentence in verse 13 says, Mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. Rather than judging people and then showing favoritism to the people that we like the most, Rather than doing that, we should show mercy and welcome everyone. Don't show favoritism, but welcome everyone. Because, you know, this is actually what Jesus did. This is what Jesus did. Let me read you one verse from Romans chapter 15. It says, Therefore, welcome one another, just as Christ also welcomed you. You know, that's what Jesus does with us. He's welcomed us. He shows mercy to us rather than judgment. He shows mercy to us by dying on the cross. This is what we're going to celebrate when we have communion a bit later. We're going to celebrate Jesus showing mercy to us and welcoming us into his family. When Jesus died on the cross, he takes the judgment that we deserve 
and he gives us his mercy. What amazing news. And did you know, actually, Jesus didn't just die for his friends. Jesus doesn't just die for his friends. No, he dies for his enemies. What amazing, amazing mercy he's shown to us. And because Jesus has welcomed us, welcomed us into his family, actually now we can welcome one another as well. Let's have a think about it. What might welcoming look like? What might it look like for us to welcome one another? Let's think about it. Well, next time you walk into church, where are you going to sit? Where are you going to sit? Will you sit with your your friends or the people you always sit with? You've, You've sat with them for years. Will you sit with them? Or perhaps you could look around and you could see who might appreciate someone to sit with. Or think about after church today. After church today, who are you going to talk to? Straight after the service, who are you going to speak to? Are you going to speak to the same people you always talk to? Or could you look around and see if there's someone who might appreciate a chat? Welcoming, let's think about it. Well, actually, we have a welcoming team here on Sundays. Maybe you could join that team. Let me know if you want to do that. And welcoming might start on Sunday, start on Sunday morning, but it doesn't finish there. How does Jesus welcome people? Well, Jesus doesn't just welcome people by waving at them and smiling across the room. No. Jesus lays down his life, and he makes people part of his family. Welcoming is not just a one-time thing. It's not just a one-time thing. It's more of a a come-and-join-the-family kind of thing. Perhaps that might mean inviting someone from church over for dinner or going out for a drink with them. God has been so good to us by sending Jesus We want to welcome others, just like he's welcomed us. Let's pray together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for Jesus. Thank you that he's shown us mercy. He's taken our judgment that we deserve when he died on the cross. We praise you that he's welcomed us into his family. Pray that you would help us by your spirit to be welcoming people, to welcome others, and to not show favoritism. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.